Chapter 9. No one who is born of God practices sin. John 3 9. Weeks passed and Lilith had long since been condemned to a diet of regular cat food. She seemed to have much less appetite for it than for the previous lurid fare. She ate it reluctantly choking down each morsel. She looked up at me between every bite as if signaling her acute dissatisfaction. Time passed and she became ever more swollen as her pregnancy approached termination. I sat up abruptly stunned by the mournful howl-like cry coming from downstairs. The clock by the side of my bed read 10 of 3. There was a momentary silence followed by a second sorrowful cry. I hastily left the bedroom for the kitchen. I snapped on the light to see Lilith bearing the first of her kittens. I sat patiently watching for the next to appear. Sunrise dawned as the hours passed during which each of the twelve additional ones were born. I had read that the typical gestation period for cats was over 60 days, yet these had been delivered in but 40 days. In spite of this, from what I could tell, all appeared to be of appropriate size and healthy. All wore a distinctly different color patterning. Only one was fully colored and pure black. Each bore the same three, short, dark parallel lines at the base of their necks. Almost immediately all began to nurse voraciously. I watched intently and although I struggled to keep them open, my eyes began to close. The doorbell soon aroused me. I quickly glanced at the clock. It was three o'clock and Mrs. Krause walked into the kitchen. What have we here? It looks like Lilith has given us a fine litter, she announced pleasantly. Yes. It was quite a surprise I replied. So when did this all happen, she asked. I was awakened at about three this morning. And you've been here ever since, she continued. Yes I answered. You must be exhausted father. I think it would be best for you to go up to bed and get some rest after your all-night vigil. Maybe we can get her and the little ones settled in the garage so I won't be bothering them when I'm doing my kitchen work here. She was right. I went and prepared a space in the corner of the garage. Together we then slid Lilith's bed with her and the kittens resting on it, through the door leading to the garage. After we got them settled down, I went upstairs to sleep. Throughout the following days, I frequently checked on them. To my amazement, the kittens' growth was incredible. Within four days, their eyes opened and their size had doubled. All the while, they continued their ravenous feeding at Lilith's teats. As for Lilith, she ate little and remained almost motionless throughout. As days went on, the rapid development of the kittens indicated that the weaning process should have long since begun. However, she had made no attempts. She merely remained stone still while they continued to nurse. She ate less and less and became progressively gaunter as the days passed. On several occasions, Mrs. Krause had tried to wean them away from Lilith only to be met with growls and snarls from all. Then there was her last attempt. I had come home teaching my catechism class to find her sitting in the kitchen holding a blood-soaked towel around her hand. What happened? I asked excitedly. They bit me she exclaimed. I went to see them in the garage and Lilith looked as though she was about to die. Her tongue was hanging out of her mouth and it was almost gray. She could hardly raise her head. When I saw that I knew that this constant feeding of those kittens was about to kill her so I once again tried to pull them away. As soon as I tried to pull the first one away, it wasn't just growling this time. All lunged at me and one bit my hand. It felt like my finger was going to be bitten clean off. They certainly don't have just milk teeth anymore, she explained. She paused and readjusted the towel on her hand. And father something else is very wrong. When I did get the one away I saw the teeth he was nursing it was gone. It had been bitten off and he was not drinking milk, he was drinking her blood. When the others joined the attack I could see that they too had done the same. I went into the garage to see for myself. There they were, all still nursing just as they had been doing since birth. Mrs. Krause was right. 
When I looked closely, I could see bloodstains on the bed beneath them. Lilith too appeared to be on the verge of death just as Mrs. Krauss had explained. I went back into the kitchen. Did you see what I meant? She asked me. Yes I certainly did. Do you think I should take you to the emergency room? I continued. She hesitated. No, the bleeding is stopped and I think I'll be okay. I went into the den, sat down and began to question myself. What the hell was going on? The next afternoon my phone rang. Hello. Hello father, this is Arnold Petey. Gloria has fallen down the cellar stairs and she has been taken to the hospital. The doctors say that things don't look very good for her. They suggested that I might want to have last rites administered. Can you come? Arnie and his wife had been long-time parishioners and were in their mid-80s. I knew that I must drop everything and immediately go to the hospital. I'll be there within the hour. I replied and hastily hung up the phone. I looked at the clock, 2 o'clock. Mrs. Krauss would come at 3 and I had no idea when I would be back. I went to the kitchen, grabbed a post-it note and scrolled out a brief message. Please be sure to put some food in the garage for the cats around 5 o'clock, thanks. I hurried out the door and drove to the hospital. The doctor was right Gloria was in bad shape. Her bruised and swollen head was being held in place with a halo and a tube attached to a ventilator was intubating her. The fall had broken her neck. I think the end is near Arnie said somberly. I nodded. Would you administer the sacrament and stay with us father? Even though she is unconscious I still think that she knows you are here to comfort her in this hour. Of course I will I replied, 